Welcome to the DKM Podcast, another episode, specifically episode 55. Here we are, Daniel and I. Uh, Kenny is busy doing his own thing right now. He's got to deal with some personal stuff. So um, when he comes back next week, hopefully next week, uh, everything will go back to normal. But everything's going well uh, for us for the most part. At least my week's been going great. I'm not sure about you, Daniel, but I've been going to the gym every day. I've been feeling alive. I've been feeling great. Uh, how's your week been going, man? Uh, well, um, it's been all right. Uh, speaking about like going to the gym, I actually went to the gym for the first time this year in forever. Um, my thighs, cause I went with my sister, um, and we did legs and my fucking like, my th- like, it was so funny cause I thought like, oh, this shit's going to hurt like right after, no. right after the gym. But no, it's like now it's like difficult for me to just like even bend my knees and shit. But, um, yeah, uh, I, uh. I went to the gym for the first time. I'm going to try to get my own membership because, man, like, I, I can't do the whole, like, going to the gym, like, early in the morning because I work overnight and stuff. And my sister wants to go at, like, right in right at noon or in the morning. And I'm just like, man, I just got home from work. The last thing I want to do is fucking go to the gym. I'll go to the gym when I wake up. But uh, I need to get my own gym membership at that point and just go on my own. I just need to get someone with me because I don't trust myself to exercise because I feel like I'm going to hurt myself. Uh, f- because I feel like I do most things wrong. <laughs> right. I mean, into exercising. That's that's humble, I guess. But uh, usually the soreness comes either the next day, or the the but the worst day is two days after. So if you did it on mm. Monday, the worst pain is going to come on Wednesday. Um, one way to go around that sensation, uh, is continue working out that muscle. Um, what that means is like, so let's just say you lift. I don't know. The best you can lift is a hundred pounds. Uh, for for squatting right and you squat 100 pounds five times right um if you want to help mitigate the pain uh one thing you could do is any exercises that helps blood flow uh to your legs so like if you want to do running if you want to do uh uh, dips if you want to do even squats again but with half the weight any exercise that helps engage your legs again so that you can get more oxygen and more blood in there helps the healing process a bit but uh, best healing process is basically just uh, eight hours of sleep, eat well, plenty of protein, and it'll come. It, it, it'll pass by. The only time I've ever actually like, like my legs felt like jelly afterwards or anything is like after a like an intense and I mean an intense workout where like I I definitely needed to rest and I definitely needed to um, like not do anything because like this is like exercise where it just pushes you to your limit and it helps having a friend but yeah it's very very important to have a friend to spot you to to um uh tell you if you're doing anything wrong uh you don't want to you know pull the muscle or pull your back because you you did something wrong so uh that's one thing a lot of people need to watch out for when it comes to working out and like watch a bunch of youtube videos like please like hey how to do this properly like if you can't even watch like two different videos to see like what's the what's the similarities between the two if you're deadlifting uh do this this and that if you're squatting do this this and don't do that so yeah it's 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 very important but uh i mean you don't have to do weighted stuff you can just do cardio and just body weight stuff or that's that. Yeah, I know, but I, it was just one of those things that like my sister was like, "Oh, I want you to go with me to the gym," and well, the reason was that like I was gonna uh, stream actually that day, right? And I thought, you know, I read somewhere that someone says like, "Hey, before you go stream, maybe you should go like exercise a little bit just to get your heart rate going and just to kind of like wake you up a little bit better so you're not like you know looking tired in front of the uh, the camera and stuff." True. But I couldn't make it because I I had something to do beforehand. 
But, um, you know, I promised her, like, all right, I'll tell you what. I can't go today, but I'll go tomorrow. So I went with her, and it was cool. It was nice to go back. But, um, man, I am completely out of shape. Mm-hmm. That's, I am. that's the worst part of it all, getting back into it. Yeah. And I, I want to get back into it, man. I just I feel like I need, like, a gym buddy, but that could work with my schedule. But most people don't want to go to the gym in the afternoon. Most people want to just get it out of the way either in the morning or, like, right after work. But me, man, like... I'm getting home from work at like seven or eight in the morning. I'm not gonna wake up at noon to go work out, man. I'm sorry. I I need to sleep. I feel you. I normally go after work anywhere between four to five. I that's when I go, and I just and <laughs> lately I just been trying to get my my um my cardio back up back to when I was doing it uh, constantly. So I've just been hitting the stair machines for thirty minutes, and then um, what was it on Monday? I just worked out a little bit not too much just a little bit my lats and my biceps uh the next day was same machine uh stair machines 30 minutes but it engaged core wednesday stair machines and chest uh then yesterday was core again with stair machines and today was legs and it's not like super intensive it's just like something enough to like get that part of the body working so it's not dead i've been feeling a little bit sore obviously since i've been going back to it but um it you you need to take it obviously slow. It's better to take it slow. And if you need someone to help you out to work out to get that motivation, I I feel that it, it it's kind of hard at first to like go on your own unless you're like you're really recovering from something, um like like a breakup or you lost your job or something. Like people tend to go to the gym because they're they're trying to deal with some mental baggage and it works for them, you know. So it is what it is. But I mean I don't mind going with you if 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 you're interested and you don't have to pay for membership because. Uh, what's that thing called? I have a plus one. A uh, guest pass. Yeah, and yeah, I, I went with my sister's uh guest pass. Honestly, right. I'm not sure if you ever heard of the whole like egregious uh gym membership. Like you're trying to like, hey, I'm I'm gonna stop doing this gym thing. I'm for a bit, so like I would like to like cancel my subscription. And a lot of gyms like really really want you like like they'll tell you yeah sure no problem, and then they, they don't follow through. They just like. They, they think of a way to, like, not cancel your, your subscription. It's like, oh, we don't do it at this time. I don't know sure if you've ever heard of those stories. I mean, like, that's what most things. Like, it's called retention. Like, I've been there before. Um, but uh, now I, I've canceled my gym membership pretty easily at one point. I just walked up and said, hey, I'm, I, I got to cancel. I can't. I can't do this uh, for a moment. And I didn't have any problems with it. Mm, but then okay. again, maybe maybe it's just my gym in particular. Okay. Well, that's 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 just something that I've seen before that people like they're trying to cancel their membership and they can't because uh, the as someone who's worked in <laughs> as someone who's worked in retention for AOL, trust me, I, I've been there. Mm. As you can imagine, if I had to keep people for paying for AOL for a year of my life, uh, I could tell you exactly <laughs> what it's like. Yeah, I think I mean, it's just people but, uh, need that money. They need just they just rather keep their things like 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 you said, uh. Uh, and retention investor sees that there's more people they're happy yeah of course that's true but uh anyways marcos uh i wanted to you know to change up a little bit on the fitness conversation uh mm-hmm. i want to tell you a little funny story did you uh notice that tifa from final fantasy 7 is uh trending on twitter lately what is that you want to know what happened another, well another nsfw thing or is there the yeah, voice actor wait 
Uh, no, actually, no, no, no. What happened was that apparently uh, the Italian Senate or like some government meeting or something, because, you know, due to the pandemic, everything is being done through Zoom. Right. And I'm assuming that like, you know, like those stories about like, you know, like too mad going to uh, fucking with uh, uh, Zoom classes just so he could just like join a call. He'll just like tweet at people saying like, hey, give me your Zoom class classroom code and I'll fuck and I'll just start acting the fuck out. And, you know, he would do that. It was some really funny shit. Right. Okay. Um, this is back when like everybody was using Zoom. No one because no fucking school decided to use Discord for some reason. Right. Um, well. It turns out that the uh, Italian Senate uh, was doing, like, a big meeting or something to talk about, like, I don't know, some some politics or some shit, right? And some fucking dude managed to get himself into the chat room, and he live-streamed uh, Final Fantasy VII porn. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> yeah, and now, like, you go on Twitter right now, everybody's, like, scroll. Like, I'm looking at so many pictures of, like, Tifa, like, saying, like, oh, hi, Cloud, I just came back from Italy. You wouldn't believe the stories I have to tell you. Jeez. I mean, that... You gotta protect... But I love that my favorite thing is just the reaction of everything. Like, you just see, like, how the Senate is just, like, this is a, a terrorist attack. This is, like, uh, a horrible uh, breach of security. That, like, no, nah, motherfucker, you just didn't use proper Zoom uh, privacy settings. Yeah. I mean, it's like a streamer that's like forgets to enable like private party mode, and then they're like <laughs> mm-hmm. getting like fucked with by people jo- joining their lobbies. Yeah, or I'm sure you remember the whole subscribe to PewDiePie thing where some guy sent a, t- uh, a whole thing about protect your computer. Pre- I mean, protecting your printers, and he made a, a bunch of computers print out uh, subscribe to PewDiePie at the very, very end of the sheet. But it, like the whole. Th- point was to set passwords for your for your machine you can't Mm -hmm. just leave it out here unprotected and people thought it was a hack a whole attack or whatever and i'm like no it's 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 a whole thing about like hey protect your thing first and foremost yeah yeah get yourself some vpns get yourself a password manager i need to get on that shit like two years ago uh i need to i need to really get on that on that nest definitely password manager but like printers themselves have their own passwords that you need to input in order to connect to it either like when when your printer's connected to a wireless network um that's fine and all but if it's connected to the internet and the printer itself doesn't have a a key to protect it from it being printed from someone you like from another place or from like the neighbors upstairs like you need a password you need something to encrypt it some way somehow so like the only people who have access to the printer is if they're connected to your wi-fi or the internet the same internet but people just find ways to like just you know do you uh, remember back in the day where like you went to like uh, a really nice neighborhood as a kid and like all the all the uh adults there didn't know how to like properly set up the routers and they all had link c in it and you connect to that shit and you get free wi-fi mm-hmm. one thing uh, one thing that like i think at&t and and like a bunch of uh isps internet service providers had at the very beginning that some people who were technically you know adept when it came to um, uh, computers and Wi-Fi's and stuff, they canceled a lot of their subscriptions because they're like, hey, we walked through our entire neighborhood, right? And a bunch of our neighbors have the exact same password for their modem. You know what it is? It's it's password, right? So I'm canceling mm-hmm. because if they get attacked, it'll be easier for me to get attacked because, well, I'll be the only house in this whole block who's changed their password because you know now when you buy a, a new modem it comes with its own password on the side it tells yeah. you right so uh i think 
because they were losing customers because of that and obviously because of the tax, uh, incident service providers are like, all right, I guess we got to start, you know, actually protecting our customers and start putting random passwords on there. Um, but yeah, like that's that's interesting that you pointed that out. But like, why would you call that a hack? Like, I guess old people uh, will, will will overreact when something like that goes out of hand. So yeah, sure, they'll call it a tag and a terrorist attack. I guess they'll only call it a terrorist attack as well because you know they're they're uh, could, in government. But yeah, it kind of reminds me of uh, that old Dave Chappelle joke where he's just like some homeless dude walks into a bus and starts jerking off, and then they're like someone. Gets cummed on. It's like, oh my god, this is a biological terrorist attack. <laughs> yeah, you're right, <laughs> dude. His skits were like my eyes, my eyes. His skits were out of this world. I I miss that. I I miss those skits, but I I will say though, like obviously, internet protection is very important. Some VPNs you got to be careful with them because uh, they do. Uh, what's that called? Um, uh, dang. They don't do a very good job at protecting you. And there's been a lot of VPN companies who've been hacked and yeah. like their info leaked. So like what's the point of a VPN if your stuff isn't really secured? You know what I mean? I mean, it's one of those things where it's just like you can't be a hundred percent secure, no matter sure. how hard you try. You just have a higher probability at that point. Like that's that's what I just tell people is that like you're never a hundred percent safe. There, there always will be a will and there's a way. I just think the way I look at it is like, it's like, right, you know, putting on a seatbelt. It's like, yeah, the likely chances of you, like, still dying from the car accident are still there. They're just lowered. Right. And I think that's, that's like, the big issue that a lot of people tend to use with anything involving health and safety. Because, like, a lot of people would say, like, oh, I didn't put on my seatbelt because my cousin's aunt's uh, previous dog owner uh, died from from a car crash and he had a seatbelt on and he would have been alive if he didn't have a seatbelt because the seatbelt wouldn't come off and guess what he ended up going the car ended up going in flames and he couldn't get out so i'm like yeah well, i mean like that sucks you know rest in peace but like that's 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 a bit too grim and that's a bit too like rare for you to like be comfortable to not wear a seatbelt you know what i mean yeah i can't do that it just feels weird to me or like like, if someone's just, like, uh, like if I'm in the car with someone and they do that whole, like, put the seatbelt on behind them, like, so they could just get rid of the, the the indicator, I'll just be like, hey, man, like, you know, if you got problems or you, you want, you know, if you don't value life, that's that's fine, man. But, like, I don't want you to get hurt. Uh, what's funny is is that the only reason why I put on the seatbelt, like, not not as a, as a driver, I, I, I can't really drive right. Like, it feels weird without it on. But, mm-hmm. um... Like, if, if I'm carrying a passenger, right, if I'm driving around and there's passengers, uh, especially in the front seat, and they don't have a seatbelt, I'd rather not drive because I could get ticketed. Uh, exactly. That, too. So, that's also another reason why I would prefer to have my seatbelt on when um, when someone else is driving me because, well, if they get a ticket, it's my fault, and I don't want to pay a ticket. So, I'd rather just, you know, just put it on, even though I don't feel as weird getting in the car like as a passenger and not having my seatbelt on it doesn't feel as weird as compared to when i'm the driver but uh just so you know <laughs> if you don't want to be a jerk jerk of a friend and your your friend's driving around please put on your seatbelt if it's not for your own safety you don't care about your safety who cares right at least care just about trying not to get your homie in trouble <laughs> not just in trouble they have to pay for it and if yeah that too if if you're butthurt about it and you don't want to pay for it for you know your own actions then they have to shell out so please please don't be that guy and just just put on your seatbelt man and right but yeah you're, you're absolutely right especially now since some cars have like airbags all over the damn car so like 
Yeah. It helps. But I'll say it helps lessen the impact. Go ahead. But yeah, that 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 whole like Tifa situation was really fucking funny to me. I I just thought that was it was really fucking funny. That's so ironic though. Like obviously it's it's public, right? It's it, it's a yeah. public type of meeting. I mean, just recently, uh, uh, given how a lot of like 2022 is up on the bout and people are, are wondering what's going to happen for the midterms and yada, yada, yada. Right. Um, one thing that people tend to do is like a live zoom call for town hall. It's, it's, it's a tele town hall, you know, because of the whole restrictions on like too many people in one area and whatever. So, what Oh, like, you know how, like nowadays, like, uh, it reminds me of a story about how, um, you know how like now traffic courts, because it's a, it's a public court, you can walk in and out. Right. Yeah. Um, they they now have to do zoom calls over it and there was like a story where like you got the judge the the officer who issued the ticket and then you get the other camera and it's like all right is the defendant here yet and he's connecting and he finally connects he's on his phone he's wearing a full like surgical getup going on right now mm -hmm. and like the judge is just like uh sir uh are you ready to present like yes sir i'm ready to present in court and it's like <laughs> there's a there's a patient laying on the fucking surgery table getting like liposuction or something nice. and the judge is just like uh yes yeah, sir i think you're a little busy right now i don't think we should do like no sir i i, I could uh I, I could attend and he's like uh man i don't feel comfortable making someone have a doctor perform a surgery on them while they're on the phone with court and he's just like it's okay sir uh my sister is going to take care of it i'm just only be giving them directions and like yeah let's not do this because this is fucking ridiculous let's just reschedule uh, all right sir and he eventually just paid up the ticket anyways yeah uh there were a couple cases that i guess zoom call like like sort of helped some people like one of them is like hey um it's been what was it yeah okay he, he, here's one instance where a zoom call uh court proceeding really 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 helped out the person the people involved and that was when um th it was a case where uh, i'm gonna use this i'm gonna try to word it around so we can like avoid the the youtube like naughty word list it was mm -hmm. a domestic not a domestic i'm sorry it was an uh uh a case that involved a man you know doing uh, some things to this woman who was uh, he was using his fists to you know hurt her right like I, you can get the picture try to pay I'm trying to avoid I the, uh, think so yeah I'm trying to avoid the keywords that YouTube doesn't really, really like but he was not it starts with an A ends with an E it has the word bus in the middle so um, yeah so he was basically doing that and she obviously pressed charges or trying to like like something was happening but it's a court proceeding and everyone was just there the police uh, or someone involved with the police uh, their a lawyer or prosecutor uh, you know a defendant a prosecutor the defendant's lawyer the 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 uh, the woman uh, yeah, the, the woman the guy the cop uh a whole bunch of people right and then the they asked the dude hey so um where are you and he goes oh uh i'm at my house and some lady caught on i think it was the the the, the woman's lawyer and she tells her like hey where are you and she goes oh i'm at my house and then she goes huh okay where is this dude the dude who was you know uh hurting you and yeah. he he goes, oh, I'm at my house. It's like, well, can you, can you go outside your house, take a picture, or like use your video to like confirm that you're at your place? And he goes, uh, I mean, I probably 
can't because my phone's on my phone is connected to the charger and like like it doesn't charge right or something like that right and like like they were trying to figure out if is he in the same house Mm -hmm. as this woman and obviously after some time uh, i think the bailiff went over or the bailiff called uh some police officers to hand over and guess what the dude was in the same house as 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 the woman and this was all during a zoom court proceeding and well uh, it was a good case for the prosecutor because well he he was able to prosecute him with obviously you know committing the crimes he committed and able to uh uh like really like throw the book at him but at least finally the the are uh, the u.s legal system is heading towards the to the more technological route because like it's it, it's kind of annoying sometimes just waiting uh taking some time out of your day going to court going to downtown wherever your 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 um uh, what do you call it wherever the courthouse you've been assigned to is and you just show up on, on your phone you could be at your house just chilling doing your own thing or even at work you just say hey boss i'm gonna take a break real quick i'm gonna clock out and goes yeah okay, okay sure whatever do your thing and you're in and out 30 minutes because it's pretty freaking cool like I, I wish it stays that way obviously for like more serious case i hope we don't have like zoom calls but like I, i'm happy that this is this is a positive change in our court system but even then it's it's government it lacks in a lot of areas so like that's, that's good like i'll be able to attend court hearing for my traffic ticket in my underwear that's that's awesome nice that's that's progression or it's like it's like doing job interviews nowadays where it's like you could wear a suit in the bottom and you could just be wearing like your leopard print underwear in the bottom yeah. i love that shit yeah yeah, yeah. uh what was it? Uh, there was this one Zoom call, I think, that some, I think, I don't know if it was a lawyer or not, but he he, <laughs> he was just talking to another lawyer or someone else in the suit, and there was a female in the calls. Well, there was three people, right? And out of nowhere, the, 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 the black fellow, he, he uh, his door opens, and he goes, oh, snap. And then his, his kid comes through, right? His kid's like, oh, daddy, whatever, right? And then he gets up. He's in, he, he has basketball shorts on. And everyone's just laughing because he's you know, like professionally dressed from the waist mm-hmm. up, but you no, know, down there is just like casual, super casual. But at least, at least people are are, are pushing more towards uh, obviously working from home, doing Zoom calls, um, all that stuff involving the internet. Which honestly, uh, Daniel, I, I have a question for you, and I, I feel I, I have my own opinions on this. But like, let's just say you work at a, I don't know, IT, right? Mm-hmm. And you and you get eligible to to work from home. Uh, would you be upset if you have to use your own personal internet without being uh, compensated uh, for the internet usage to do your job? Because some jobs will not pay for, or at least their share of you using the internet to do your job. And obviously this is something new. This is something that a lot of people are still like are dealing with. But would you work for a company that wouldn't really pay for internet usage while you're on the clock? Um, hmm, that's a good question, actually, because I I, th- I thought about that for a second, right? Mm-hmm. I guess it boils down to like if they were, I would then be like, well, since this is a internet that I need to use for business, would theoretically would you guys have to cop me for paying for business internet at that point? Right, right. Because like I, honestly, though, you already know my my tribuling tales of dealing with my ISP. The, these guys are fucking jackasses. Like right. every other morning, it's like these guys just disconnect me for hours on end, and it's like, oh, outage. We don't know when it's coming back. Good luck, asshole. Yeah. And I had a whole stream like get fucked up because of it. like ten minutes into the stream, my internet goes out for ten minutes. Had to you know, and you get I don't know if you ever tried streaming on YouTube. You know, it takes a little bit of time. They yeah. get to like reset everything all over again, and that adds like another extra layer of five minutes. That was kind of bullshit. Right. Um. 
but I guess at that point, I'd be like, well, if they were to cop me, I'd be like, okay, then you guys got to pay for business internet because I would need a direct line and not use uh, home internet because you could make the arguments like, well, if you're using home internet because that could that be classified as like, well, you're using like a consumer version of a product. Right. You know how like you have like licenses for software and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You have like open source and then you have like closed yeah. kind of like that. So my argument would be like, well, if you guys are going to be paying for uh, – my internet, then you got to upgrade me from home to business class immediately. Uh, the only reason I bring it up is because obviously there's some jobs where, like, I don't know if you're a mechanic, we'd prefer if you bring your own tools type of thing. But obviously there mm -hmm. are sh there are shops that provide you with tools and you are responsible for these set of tools or, or else you got to pay top dollar to, to replace them if you lose them or break them. Uh, well, if you lose them specifically, because if you break them, it could be part of the um, um, just doing the job. But the only reason I bring it up is because, like, the, there, there are things that jobs – will give to you to obviously uh to make you do your job to have to assist you in doing your job so let's just say you're you're you have a white collar job and they supply you with a computer desk paper and everything but they don't supply you with a chair are you supposed mm. to supply your, yourself with a chair your own chair was yeah. that was that part of the requirement lists of being an employee right like things that you need to have right like like obviously uniform is something that you should like if the company doesn't support yeah do you know what that sorry let me give to a tangent real quick i don't get like why fucking businesses now are making their employees buy their uniforms i don't get the logic behind Wait, that what their uniforms like some places i've worked at you have to pay for your uniform out of your check and i'm just like why why is that even a thing i'm not gonna wear my fucking burger king uniform in the club or anything to get some bitches i'm literally have to buy this shirt to wear it at work right you know what i'm saying and i just don't fucking get it and they treat it it's like a goddamn shopping catalog it's like man i don't fucking want no special hoodie or nothing like that i'm not asking for a leatherman jacket all i'm asking for is a basic ass t-shirt with your logo on it so i could come to work if i could i come in a fucking wife beater if i want to why the hell do i gotta come in here and buy a uniform that what what am i gonna do with it after i quit the job it's just gonna sit in my goddamn closet right and i mean if i if i pay for it i'm gonna keep it like there's no way they're gonna get it back but um, I will say though. No, for real. When I used to work at Pizza, at least people let me keep my uniform, and I didn't buy for it or pay for it. But like, I wore it because it was comfortable. But like, my Burger King uniform when I worked at AT and T, they did the same thing for me. And I'm just like, why is this a thing? Like, you guys don't want someone who doesn't work for the company to wear a uniform because then you get situations like you know those pranks where it's like, oh, I'm I'm I just started working here at McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the Burger King foot lettuce, but that guy actually worked for. Burger King, <laughs> but uh, right. I will say though, like my when I was working at the airport uh, as a mechanic, a uh, they gave you ten shirts and ten bottoms, whether it be shorts, pants, etc. Right, it, like it, you get to choose, right? But if you wanted mm -hmm. more, no, it was twelve, I think. Yeah, it was twelve. Um, however, it, then they gave you two free tees. But if you wanted to buy more tees. Um, you had to pay for it because the tees were third party type of thing because someone in the company says, Hey, can we wear tees? Is that like against some sort of like, like company policies? Like not really. You can wear tees. He goes, yeah, cool. So like, as long as you supplied it, you can get it. And some people said, Hey, I'm going to get one of those, um, one of those tees that, uh, that allow you to breathe more. You know, you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, that material that, uh yeah it's like, a, it's like a mesh but it's like it's, it's it's solid but it's not like like a regular shirt it, it, it's very silk like very 
very but either way like it, it on a hot day in the summer here uh, in florida like it, it makes br- like you breathe better that way and that being said you needed to pay that person but the company also did regular tees that had the logo on it just the name and they'll give you two free ones if you wanted more you needed to pay for it which i guess that's cool like they give you two free ones if you wanted to do like a casual tease on fridays um but like this tee didn't have any pockets didn't have any things to like to hold your pens and your id badge so like it wasn't really that worth except for like wearing it underneath i guess but like yeah i see what you mean like that's kind of stupid that you need to buy your own damn uniforms like what's the point like are you guys really that strapped for cash that you need your employees to buy your uh your, your dang uniforms and some of them are even uncomfortable too like that too so like what's the point but uh, I, I, I just I only bring up this question because I've seen plenty of like places that are like, hey, you work from home, but we can't like, like that's really it. And then later down the line, you have regular home Internet and you realize, hey, you hit your data limit. And you're like, wait, mm-hmm. I can't work. Right. Because like I, yeah. I could do hotspot and work on my laptop, but I can't I can't work. So like, w- well, you can hit a cap, but essentially what happens is when you hit the cap, like you're just going to get charged more money at that point. And that's the thing, though. You're like it's it's like driving like having a two hour drive just to get to work and you're spending a good amount of money on on gas and and tolls and whatever so like it's 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 not worth it yeah it's one of those things that like you have to like haggle with your employer um if they're gonna even and that's assuming that they even um you know uh what's the word i want to use um what's the word what's the word uh basically keep their word essentially hold up their end of the argument but uh, yeah, so aside from that though, shitty work uh, bullshit aside though, um, you were asking earlier how my week has been doing, man. I have been having a blast lately with this game. I, I told you guys about uh, in the last episode. Rage Shadow uh, Legends. Not even, not even, <laughs> not even, but closer. It is a PvP been, slash PVE uh, game. That would have been but, a uh, great mid roll, by the way. If we were sponsored by been. some by, by some some game company, that would have been an amazing mid roll. I just love mid rolls like that are like super smooth and very like, uh, yeah, very streamlined. But yeah, I'm I'm sorry, you were saying? No, it's okay. I just I like it too when it's like when someone is like reading an ad and their guest is on board and maybe the guest doesn't doesn't quite get it. That's like why is this person talking about like a random VPN? I thought we were talking about like internet all of a sudden, <laughs> and it's like oh, it's a commercial. Like oh, okay, yeah, I get it now. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I've been I've been having a hell of a time uh, playing Hunt Showdown, man. This game is really really fucking good i am having a blast with it uh been streaming it on and off on my youtube channel here and there um and it's it's really good man i really think you and kenny should give it a shot one day uh i wouldn't mind i mean obviously i just been on and off both call of duty and dead by daylight so like it's it's literally i'm stuck in this small little circle so like uh you've explained hunt a bit and obviously it, it seems a bit almost like dead by daylight but with a little bit more stuff in it. So, like, it, it seems like an interesting idea to me. It, it's something that mm-hmm. I definitely won't shy from. So, like, have you ever played that by Daylight? I tried playing, like, one or two games of it, and it didn't really do, like, a really good job, like, teaching me how to play. Yeah. So yeah. I just kind of was like, all right, this is cool and all, but I'm, I'm not really that interested. So I just kind of, like, stopped. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I didn't really get into it as much as maybe if I like played it with friends or something, I might have a little bit more t- fun with it. But nah, it's not really it's not really up for me. They did like revamp the tutorial. So like it's a lot more friendly. It's a lot more. Uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, consistent with with 
what a tutorial should be like. So, I, I mean, mm-hmm. there's that. And there's also a lot of reading you have to do. To like, hey, this does that. That does this. This does that. And, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, those are, those are, those are the things that, like, are very important tutorial. That's one of the things that Warframe doesn't have that doesn't, like... Like, it, Warframe tells you, like, hey, this is how you attack. Hey, this is how you, like, this is your ship. All right, cool. Now go explore the rest of the world. And you're like, all right, but what what do I do? Like, what what what, what can I do? Like, it, it's it, it's confusing. But Hunt... I think the way I look at it, though, is, like, the tutorial of Hunt Showdown is, like, it, I get what they're going for. It's like, okay, we don't want to put the player in too much stress, so it's going to be a solo... Sorry, a solo tutorial. And they're going to be like, okay, I'm going to... um. Mm-hmm. go find the clues and then go fight the uh, target and then just extract right but the game is like telling you like oh if you see a zombie shoot it but it's like that's not what you want to do because hunt is all about the soundscape it's all about like how much noise you make and how much you could like you know be camouflaged and be in the dark you know what i'm saying so with uh with the tutorial it makes you get this idea it's like oh i should just shoot every zombie i see but it's like no you don't want to do that you want to pull out your knife run up to them hit them in the head and then just keep on your merry way right. because you're just making all this goddamn noise for no reason and it's just making you uh, a bigger target mm, okay okay but uh yeah hunt hunt has been great it's 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 one of those games that i think that uh, it came out like years ago but it's just starting to get a lot more attention because a lot of people are talking about it more and it's because it's a lot more polished than it was before you know that's always the big thing that like i i I can only hope for for like a lot of games even though like they have a bad history period right so like i i've always like i've not like i'm not gonna defend uh fallout 76 and but doesn't everything that did they did but i can only strive for a game that actually like i enjoyed to be better so like more people can join and therefore more content can be added but obviously but really really screwed the pooch with 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 the whole 76 debacles because like they just lied left and right about a whole bunch of stuff so like uh the same thing with uh rainbow six siege obviously we know like that one didn't start off like too great and well, uh, now it's 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 a meme. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege is, is a meme about like people who play it, people who who constantly are on Spe- it. Uh, speaking about Rainbow Six, actually, um, so Extraction came out recently, and uh, yeah. yeah, I uh, you know what? Like, I was really confused with this whole thing. Like, I think we talked about this like last year in in the podcast. I have no idea what the fuck Extraction was even was. Like, I thought it was like some big game mode being added to Siege permanently, but it's its own game. And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't know about it. And you know what? I thought I was really going into this like, okay, this is going to be another PvE game where it's going to be really boring and monotonous and it gets kind of boring. But I don't know. It, it looks it looks kind of interesting. I might might give it a shot, and especially the fact that it's on Game Pass and it's not a full-price game is a little bit of an easier pill to swallow. But then again, it's a Ubisoft game, so maybe give it like a week or two and it might be down to $20 before you know it. And maybe True. like the gold edition will come down to 15 bucks. So, you know, just don't just don't buy Ubisoft games for 60 bucks. Like, just, just don't. You just don't do that. Um, but it looks interesting. I, I might, like, give it a shot, especially since I have a Game Pass and I really haven't been using it. And every time I'm thinking about, like, oh, I should stop using it or cancel it, uh, something gets added and be like, oh, I'm going to play that. And then later I just keep have the subscription. I don't use it. But, um, I have, but, yeah, it looks it looks interesting. I have heard of Extraction when it comes to, like, the current player base. And a lot of people are like, it's whatever. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad game. People just prefer to play Siege than Extraction itself because Extraction mm-hmm. just feels like it was, like, that style of game, uh, that 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 kind of pacing, that kind of just, like, theme was done better by other games for a while. So, like, people are like, it's okay, it's whatever. But people are, like, 
it seems like Siege and uh, as a whole, the whole Siege like formula is starting to like uh uh not be as what's the word um relevant as it what it used to be because obviously once Siege started picking up and it actually was a little bit more balanced, a little bit better. Uh, compared to its release like people were like on top of it but now like extraction isn't doing too popular siege is like obviously losing players but like either way like extraction does look interesting but i don't think it's retaining a lot of players so like well that's a big problem check the player let me check the player count um siege extraction player count mm-hmm. um <laughs> the first thing pulls up on google's three players now it's a, it's a three player game mm-hmm. uh let's see steam charts Oh, no, that's Siege. Well, Siege is doing fine. It's yeah, doing, yeah, it like, is. But obviously, it, the, uh, as time goes on, the player base dwindles because new games come out. Uh, people get a little bit burnt out from Siege. You know, I mean, it, it's normal. Okay, you know it's what? Normal. I'll tell you what. I'll give you, like, a perfectly good example, right? Yeah. Back for Blood. That is a good example of a game that, you know, came out, had a little bit of hype. A lot of people got, you know, suckered in because it was like, oh, it was made by the same guys who made Left 4 Dead, which was more like five dudes out of the 30 who made it, but whatever. Right, right. Um, like that game is a good example. Like you, all you have to do is just do the player count between uh, Back for Blood and Left 4 Dead 2. And you're just like, ah, all right. Well, that's uh, that's that's uh, that's pretty much all there is to it than that one, Chief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people, <laughs> because people are saying that Evolve is the one that actually like at the end of the day carried the Left 4 Dead formula because it it it's it was not a- really it died on arrival though. Eh, yeah, you're right. No, th- I mean like game. what I mean by that is not a game. Dead on, huh? Dead on arrival or something like that. Is not is not a game. I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. But no, I'm talking about more like with the fact that it's just so funny with me. It's like people think that like, okay, how do we make the same classic simple gameplay better? They think just adding more shit to it just makes it automatically a better game. And I disagree with that because when I look at Back for Blood, all I see is like this over like overly like bloated campaign with like all these extra stack and deck card building shit that give you such minor passive upgrades that doesn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. I I just be like, yeah, but left for dead two was way more simple and had more detail ironically. And it's just more fun. Like it's just a more fun game to play. Right. I couldn't I could not give a shit about Back for Blood. I was so bored. So fucking bored. And I thought we would have learned already by now by like the same studio that made Evolve and it's like, "Hey man, like maybe if your entire marketing team is based off of, "Hey, we're the same five dudes who worked on a bigger game that's still good. Now we're making another game." I don't know. It's just like, yeah, no, it it came, it went. People are like, "Yep. Left 4 Dead is still better. Now Left 4 Dead is more popular." I mean, uh I guess that the way that you've mentioned about, hey, we're the same people who made this game. I mean, one thing that really pops out is like Bungie. Obviously, they Halo to Destiny. Like that's that was their track record, leaving uh, an amazing, amazing, amazing masterpiece. That is Halo, the whole Halo thing up to Halo Reach, and mm-hmm. then they made Destiny because uh, I forgot the reasons, the real reasons why. But all I know is, is that it it. People obviously flocked to Destiny because it was made by Bungie. Um, a lot of things felt like Halo, similar to like Halo, but obviously it, it it has its own its own formula, its own things. But like, have you ever ever played a game because it was made by it was developed by people who made a previous game that you loved? Yeah, Bioshock Infinite. Mm, right, and I was disappointed. The game itself, the campaign. Yeah, really, I I liked it. 
I, I look, I, I've said this time and time again. Bioshock Infinite is a perfectly good example of a game that I was incredibly hyped about. at so much potential. I was following it for four years straight. Every little piece of sliver of detail, I read it, and I thought this game was going to build on top of the on the other games. And I feel like that what they added was superficial, and what they took out was really dumb. Mm -hmm. I I just always told that to people. It's like Bioshock Infinite, great looking game. Presentation is really good. I just don't think the story and the gameplay is as engaging to me. I find Bioshock 1 and 2 just simply better to me. Hey, I get it. I, I see what you mean. I, I, I did and find... Like, I was excited, and I like Ken Levine. I really do. Yeah. I do like uh, his work, but you know what? I, I, I don't know. I think that, you know, it's like when you watch... I, I, I hate to, you know you know quote crobcat or anything but when you watch that like crobcat video about like all those demos of bioshock infinite like the first like the first moment i knew that something was wrong was that when if you're like me and you could quote the entire demo down to the sound effect to the back of your hand because you've watched it time and time again like to put in perspective this is back before phones i had like youtube and shit like that mm -hmm. i remember it i used to have this little like like bootleg ass iphone uh not iphone uh, ipod that i used to have like an mp3 player that had video playback on it mm -hmm. i would download the bioshock infinite like e3 demos and just watch it over and over and over again because i was so entertained by it right and when bioshock infinite finally came out I was so excited about this idea about this open world, more like you could explore the city at any point at any time kind of thing. Like right. it was all rendered at once, but it's not like that at all. And all mm. I could think of as I played the, my first playthrough of the game is like, when does it get to the part of the E3 demo? What happened? And then afterwards, after the years came out and the game came out, they said that like, oh, we had all these ideas, these big ass like pro um, I, uh, promises and things like that, but it just simply wasn't going to be possible on the hardware at the time. And I was like, then why did you say you were going to do it in the first place? You're definitely not talking about Cyberpunk 2077, right? You're just talking about Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> Bioshock Infinite, yeah. But yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that's what I tell people is that like Bioshock Infinite is a perfectly fine game. But if you were asking me, was I, you know, did I get what I wanted? And is that as good as I hoped it'd be? No, it's it's a disappointment. And that's my opinion, even at my recent playthroughs. Um, I guess, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I The only thing I didn't like about Bioshock Infinite at least when it comes to, like, gameplay, because I wasn't really into the news and stuff like you were. But the one thing I didn't like about it was, like, it was a lot... It was an easier game compared to Bioshock 1 and 2 because you had mm -hmm. armor. The moment you unlocked a Bunky Bronco or whatever it's, that, that power-up is called uh, that gave you a shield and that shield regenerated, you can just stop taking fire for a bit and then you'll regen your shield. And your shield was a, like, a, a substantial amount of... Uh, uh, of a shield compared to like what, however, how much health you had left compared to like Bioshock One and Two, where you didn't have a sliver of health, and you had an upgrade where it allows you to heal a little bit, where you can take one shot before dying, and that was that was fun, like in Bioshock One and Two. But in Infinite, it was just like, oh no, I'm low on health. Let me just stay in this corner and I'll Let just. Let me just put on the shield mode. Basically, so like it was it was one thing that I'm like, eh, whatever, but. Yeah, I, I I see what you mean. Uh, I've never really done that where I I go to a game because it has specifically been made by a previous uh, developer. Well, to be fair though, that was more like a sequel of one of my favorite franchises. But I mean, I generally say I like Ken Levine and I generally like his games. Right. Um, as far as like a game that I was like, it, okay, you know what's a good example? Like he did like Death Stranding, right? Like you know, I like Metal Gear Solid, I like Hideo Kojima, but people think like, oh, you're gonna get Death Stranding? I was like, uh. Not really. It doesn't look that interesting. I know Kojima's behind it. I'm well aware of it. Everybody kind of knows at this point, but 
I'm going to still judge the game for what it is. And I mean, like, that's just another thing, though. Like, you have to understand that even I, I forgot the saying where it's like even your your idols are never perfect and not everything that your that your favorite creator or director or anything like that isn't always going to deliver like as good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like never be like, heroes or idols, whatever, or something like that. Yeah. Like or like a good example is that like when you watch um James Rolfe talk about like the, the dead movies, you know, like Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, things like that. Right. right. He was talking about how like Diary of the Dead, where he was talking about how like George Romero was trying to be like modern and he was trying to do the whole like found footage thing but mm. he was kind of like a little bit out of his element because the whole thing about found footage is that it's supposed to be found footage and when everything is uh 80, i think adr or something where basically obviously someone has a mic on a distance and stuff like that you know what i'm saying like that bothers the shit out of me in any found footage movie where it's like the guy is clearly completely off of the shot and he's nowhere near the camera and yet you could perfectly hear him through the audio so all i'm going to think is like so is he wired does he have a fucking lavalier mic on him or some shit like why is that a thing you know and it just it kind of like takes you out of it you know what i'm saying right so it's like the like the only movies i've ever seen that done it well is like blair witch um and one of the movies that i don't think a lot of people talk about is the the dirties have you heard of the dirties Mm, no Okay, so the Dirties was a movie we saw back in high school. Basically, it's about these two friends where they wanted to make like you know action buddy cop films um, in their for their high school class, but um, they couldn't because uh, the teacher was like, "No, you can't do that. It's too violent. Like you know, you got to be a little bit more PG and stuff like that." And they get bullied often, right? Okay. So the idea was that one of the friends who was clearly unhinged, but not like you know, oh, I'm gonna start writing the walls kind of crazy, but like clearly like not seeing how his idea is fucking stupid and crazy. Uh, He's just like, well, what if we just shot like an actual movie where we basically do a school shooting, right? Mm -hmm. Interesting. And uh, what the movie was so good about it is that you later realize that the whole movie is about these two friends, right? There's a third friend there the entire time. He's just holding the camera. Right. And then when one of the friends is off, like he's off doing his own thing because he got a girlfriend all of a sudden. Now that guy is all by himself and there's still the other guy still filming him. Right. Mm -hmm. And that probably was a good point. They never acknowledge him. They never say by his name, but they know that there's a third guy with the camera or like there's a moment where like his friend is up in the uh, in the second floor bedroom or something like that. And, you know, he throws the rock on the window and be like, hey, man, put, put on your mic, put on your camera mic. And he has to put like he has to go put the mic on and now the camera picks up the audio things like that is accurate that's like very important george romero's like diary of the dead was really cheesy and off-putting and it was like really like kind of bad it was just a really bad like version of that thing i think he was just trying to like do the whole found footage thing but he didn't quite like thought it through you know what i'm saying right but that that's just like a good example. Like you know, not even your heroes like fumble every once in a while in their product. Or like you know, sometimes your favorite musician makes a shitty album or a very underwhelming album or a crappy movie or whatever. You know. I think when it comes to just like following your idols and following the people you you like, basically respect and love because you just want to like support them. I guess it's fine, but like you you gotta like set standards for yourself too. You know. Yeah, not idolize them and say that they're you know they can't you know do wrong. Right, and that's like the biggest part too, and you 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 brought up like what was it? Uh, Bioshock Infinite. A lot of people had similar similar talks, like similar uh, thoughts when they came to Cyberpunk, and you know, obviously, The Witcher Three didn't start off good, but like if you look at it now, the game's like wow, the game's like really really amazing. Mods on it are are phenomenal, and the game is great. Isn't isn't The Witcher Three on Game Pass? 
Mm, last time I checked, no, I don't believe so. Hmm. But, but I could pull it up. But definitely Bioshock, right? No, I don't think so either. No? Okay. Well, then again, I'm going off of PC. I'm not so sure about uh, Xbox, which yeah, is funny. Yeah, I'm going off PC. Uh, uh, funny enough, Marcos, I I didn't know if I told you guys this, but I finally got an Xbox One now. <laughs> yeah, you told us. You told us. Yeah, I got an Xbox. We've got chat. I uh, I bought an Xbox One in 2022 because I wanted a 4K Blu-ray player. <laughs> yes. It was the cheapest 4K Blu-ray player I could buy. Well, speaking about Game Pass, uh, Game Pass is uh, libraries about, it's about to, get to get bigger for a lot bigger, bigger for its britches, isn't it? A lot bigger. It's gonna be. In 2023, I'm pretty sure everyone's heard the news because, well, uh, it, it was even in in in, in uh, national media where everyone's like, uh, Microsoft just did something big. And that big thing is, well, it, it bought Activision Blizzard for n- nearly 69 nice billion dollars. Uh, the real number, I believe, was 68.7 billion. But that's that's a lot of money. And that's like that's not change. That's that's a. Uh, that's a that's a lot of freaking moolah, dude. And a lot of people are are obviously concerned at this point about like, hey, um, Bethesda games are not going to be going spe- like strictly to PC and Xbox. Uh, Deathloop was obviously an exception because they had uh, contracts and they needed to fulfill those contracts. But obviously, from there on out, we already know that Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six are going to be a Microsoft exclusive. So. People are are really really like shocked, obviously because of this news. Secondly, the amount of money, and third, just like, are like, are we starting to see a corporate conglomerate taking over? Yeah, are we starting to see a monopoly form? Because Sony, sure, like they're they're still big, but they're not Microsoft big when it comes to gaming studios. When it comes to like, yeah, like yeah, gaming studios, um, they're still above Xbox, but now like, but they can't match Xbox with with the Microsoft money that they have. Obviously, Sony is is a little bit more, uh, what's the word? Well, if you had to like, rank the tier list between who could lead the gaming industry and still be perfectly fine, I think Microsoft is the top, Sony, and then Nintendo's the bottom, because Nintendo, that's really all they really that's do. That's all they really do, yeah, because Sony's got but Blu-rays, Sony's got uh, movies. Movies. Yeah. Uh, music. Music, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, it's... It's a big power move. Don't get me wrong, but like, how, how is this gonna affect the 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 future of gaming? Because obviously, PlayStation's. Uh, well, actually, before I even say anything, uh, Call of Duty will always be a top selling game, no matter how trash it is. Every year, it's always one of the top most sold games of the year. Um, doesn't matter if a new IP comes out. Doesn't matter if anything else comes out. This is a very 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 important thing for playstation because a lot of people play call of duty on playstation i play a lot of vanguard on pc and whenever i'm playing multiplayer i and i have cross uh i always have cross play enabled but i always majorly see the playstation logo next to people's names compared to the xbox logo and this is concerning because like if they're being bought out in 2023 right so call of duty 2022 and call of duty 2023 are going to come out for everything right i don't think Microsoft wants to make Call of Duty exclusive because think about it that that really strips one third of your of your market of of, mm-hmm. of your uh, of your profits because like sure I get I, I get Elder Scrolls and I get 
start with because these are games that never really come out as often. But but when we're talking about COD, COD is will always be it's a yearly franchise. Yeah, it's an annual franchise, and it makes a lot of dang money. So like, I don't I don't think this is a good idea if Microsoft chooses to be exclusive. But obviously, the language I doubt it. Uh, my take on the matter is that Microsoft is going to do what they did with Minecraft. They're going to buy the IP. They're yeah. going to make all the boatload of money, and then they're going to be like, okay, now still release on other platforms. Right. And I can't imagine that because if you make Call of Duty um, exclusive, now you have the problem where it's like, okay, cool. Now you have this issue where the player base is going to get split even further, and then the best part is you might actually have a problem with that affecting Warzone. Right, and Warzone is the main thing that they're trying to push. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, speaking of all that, I mean – Phil Spencer, the CEO of, of Xbox, he, using vague words and vague explanations, he did say that they're, like uh, Activision and Blizzard are going to be holding out, they're still going to be following their, their obligatory con uh, contractual stuff that they still, you know, have to follow. But that doesn't really like affirm future endeavors you know so like like obviously people are concerned but one of the main things that i'm happy for because um uh i'm very pro developer when it comes to like uh like treatments of developers and stuff when it comes to like any video game company but uh it seems like a, a bloomberg covered a um uh did the story where it talked to well employees of activision blizzard and one they're happy that it's like that change is coming to the company by being bought out by a different company who seems to have a better track record of, you know, being, uh, what's the word, uh, accountable when it comes to, like, HR and all that stuff and not being abusive to their employees. But the the real thing that they're happy about is that they seem to be at least talking about is, like, no more Call of Duty yearly releases, which means um, no more crunch time, no more rushing to get this, this game done within a year and come out incomplete. So imagine if Modern Warfare 2019, right? Imagine that game was developed properly with enough time, and it on release, it came out with Warzone. And it wasn't buggy. There was no glitches. There was no this, this, and that. Everything came out perfectly. I think this is the one thing that Microsoft really, really wants to, like, capture because, I mean, they definitely learned from the only IP that's been, whole, like, basically carrying their whole system, which is Halo, and they delayed that game for a year, and look how successful that game is now. Although there are some problems, obviously, with the multiplayer still and, and the campaign itself. Honestly, I haven't touched the multiplayer in Halo in forever. I don't know. It just hasn't. But then again, I already found a new addiction, so maybe that's probably why. But probably. I haven't really like gotten back to it. But I, I might give the campaign a shot, maybe. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like I might enjoy it after I played like other the other Halo campaigns. Right. Uh, but personally, I feel like they still want to sell Game Pass, and obviously, if like they'll still make money if they sell. Um, obviously, that's that's what mainly what companies are going for right now. Like, look at it like this, right? The way I look at it is a company simply want to make money annually rather than sales completely. What I mean by that is yeah. let's look at our good friend, the House of Mouse, Mickey Mouse. This is a company that's been known forever to release shit on VHS. And they had like – it's a really fascinating legacy. I recommend everybody to check out this YouTube channel called uh, Yesterworld where he talked about the history about the Disney vault. And you've probably seen the commercial. It's like make sure you get Bambi on DVD mm -hmm. before it goes away in the Disney vault. Man, mm -hmm. I remember that fucking commercial leaving such an impact on me. I was like, man, shit, Bambi isn't even my favorite movie. But I know it's my mom's. Like I, I got to get it. Mom, we got to get Bambi. Right. Bambi's going to go away in the <laughs> Disney vault. Right. I, I know exactly what you're talking but, about, yeah. 
um, Disney was known to be like, okay, we're going to release Pinocchio and like a handful of these movies, but all the immortal movies, no, we can't release that shit unless it goes out in theaters 30 years later from now, right? Right. Nowadays, Disney's like all about Disney Plus. They want to push people to get Disney Plus as much as possible because fuck all that legacy shit. Now we just get monthly payments because god damn it, do you see the Disney fan base? Them motherfuckers will give up the firstborn child for this kind of shit. Even for a new Marvel's movie, they'll they'll give up anyone in their family just to get a mid uh, a, a, a subpar movie just because it it adds to the whole MCU story. Yeah. So I, I see what you mean. I think, well, look look, look at it this way, right? How mm. often are you going to buy the same thing more than once that is, like, that you take care of and it's not really going to do much? Unless you're an avid collector, you're not going to buy every single freaking movie that you see out there. You're going to buy the original, the DVD, the Blu-ray, the special Blu-ray edition, the director's cut, yada, yada, right? And yeah, he, that's what you can make the argument about, like why they re-released Pinocchio on VHS so much. Because considering that it is an analog format, it's bound to like deteriorate over time. So you could make the arguments like, well, yeah, they re-releasing Pinocchio again on VHS. But to be fair though, my copy is so yeah, my copy is still kind of fucked though. Uh, yeah. So like, obviously, when you own a subscription, you won't really uh. You won't own it, but nor will you have the issue of like, hey, like my disc got scratched or my thing got damaged. So companies are just betting. They like the idea that they don't have to pay uh, for distribution of, of items just to, so you can own it forever. And that's the only time they ever get money. So like there are times where, heck, even look at gym memberships. How many people are out there who have gym memberships who haven't gone into a gym for a whole month and they still get charged? That's 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 the that's the thing that some companies are, are going for. They they want you to keep paying and paying and paying. And at the end of the day, you really don't own it. And I think that's more of an incentive to come back to it because like, dang, uh, let's just have Game Pass, right? Like, dang, I, I miss playing Halo with my boys, but I don't own it because I don't got I don't got Game Pass anymore. And I don't own it anywhere else, but I don't want to pay a full out 60 bucks just to get it. So um, Activision is very a big, a very big, uh, what's the word, uh, distributor of good content to PlayStation that they, they give them a lot of money because a lot of people flock uh to playstation because they get a lot of extra goodies for call of duty and etc so yeah it's it, it's going to be a very interesting thing a very interesting um uh few years because obviously the the deal finalizes in july 2023 so we know that xbox was confident enough to say hey we're going we're, we're, we're in talks about buying it and it's going to be finalized in 2023. I'm pretty sure they've been talking about this for years now, prior to the whole, you know, the Activision Blizzard debacles when it comes to like um, uh, employees in the higher up branches doing stuff that's not so, uh, uh, you know, safe for work <laughs> to the to their to their under leagues. So yeah, um, hopefully this is a better thing for like the rest of the gaming community. But like honestly, this is just like. There, there, there's good and there's bad obviously i'm pretty sure kenny's excited for this uh him being a big old xbox uh fanboy but like I, i'm more concerned about like like uh, me enjoying the diversity of having different consoles different um ips and different things and i wouldn't mind you know buying a new console to get a just to play a game i mean hell you and i bought a playstation just to play bloodborne so imagine if bloodborne or the whole soul series became now a microsoft exclusive like i guess but like like I like, I like to diversify in my I guess my video game collection, 
but now everything will be in the Game Pass. It's it's, it's kind of boring. I'm, I'm not sure what your thoughts on are, are are on it. There's good and there's bad, but I mean know. to to me it's like I feel like with most people they have like a main console and then they have everything else for exclusives or maybe for like specific situations like like okay I bought Tom Clancy's Wildlands for some reason on. Uh, Xbox because I know all my friends are playing on Xbox and this game does not have uh, cross play so most people generally would be like I'm going to buy a Playstation for all my games and an Xbox for some exclusives right right but for me like I felt like that one mostly with my computer like PC for me it's just always been the way for me to play most games nowadays where it's just like oh new game coming up can't wait to get that on my computer the last thing I'm going to think about is buying it on my fucking Playstation you did bring up an interesting point and I, I was definitely in that field. I bought an Xbox One, the S version, the, the white slim version, only because, like, I mm. came from the 360. Every one of my friends was on the Xbox One uh, console generation. And I said, you know what? I guess it's time to upgrade because the 360, no one's, like, really on it as much. And, like, you could still talk to your friends on the party, but, like, chat, but that's really about it. So I just moved over. Obviously, I was sort of aware that the PS4 was, like, superior in their games, but, like, my friends were there on the Xbox. Um, and honestly, yeah, like, now I'm on PC. A lot of games are more cross-platform. So, like, what, what what's the point of, of stuff being, uh, what do you call it, uh, just being exclusive? Yeah, just, like, being on exclusives because everything eventually comes to PC. I mean, look, I have a friend who's playing uh, Legend of... Uh, what was it? Pokemon Legend of Arceus a week before it comes out because it was the files were already leaked on the internet. You can just buy the cracked version of it and you can play it. Even got a, buy the cracked version. Well, not buy. I'm sorry, you can download it. Like, even got even yeah. got a war that recently came out on the Steam uh, on Steam. Uh, when it came out first on PlayStation, like within a day, within the day or a day, uh, it was already cracked on PC and you can play it with better frame rates, better graphics fidelity, better everything. On um, wait, wait, you're talking about before the PC port? Way before the PC port, yeah, in twenty eighteen. Someone was able to play God of War PS4 on PC through what? I don't know, but they, they cracked it. They they basically were able to grab the God of War IP and put it on PC. It's like much like with Legend of Zelda the uh the Breath of the Wild. Well, yeah, but that's like using an emulator. I'm trying to think like is there such thing as a PlayStation formulator that isn't a scam? Uh, I'm not sure about an actual. I'm just a little skeptical. A I'm sorry. It's, it's just a game file itself. Yeah. Yeah, like it's one thing to be like, okay, you've able to pirate a copy of a game, and then you can still play it on your PlayStation. That's one thing, but to play it on your computer is a whole other can of worms. Right. No, I, I see what you're talking about, but yeah, it it was God of War. 4. I'm just hella skeptical. That's yeah. All. No, God of War Four was was um cracked, and it was uh it be was you were able to play it if you managed to get the files. Uh, on your PC. I'm not sure how smooth it ran. I'm not sure how well it ran. All I'm saying is, like, it was cracked. Much like how Nintendo games, like, even the the skin that's coming out now, the Legend of Arceus um, for Pokemon, it it's already cracked. People can already download it into their Switch a week before it, it, it's even coming out. Because mm -hmm. that's how the internet works. Do you remember when Smash Ultimate came out, like, one week early in Mexico and everybody was, like, debating, like, hmm, I wonder how much it will cost for me to go to Mexico to pick up a copy. Right, right, instead of changing yeah, it's your... It's just so funny. Like, so many people were considering doing it. I mean, this was a big title. Big yeah, deal. Very, very yeah, no, title. for sure. Hell, everybody was really thinking about it. Um, I mean, a lot of people changed yeah, their... You know, I think... I'm sorry, but a lot of, a lot of people changed their times even to, to Australia, or their locations to Australia, oh, to yeah. play a game hours ahead. 
Yeah, but you know that's like one thing about planning a trip to Mexico, and another one is like going <laughs> changing your time clock. I was uh thinking about you know we were talking about how like getting friends into a particular platform because you know it's really you know if your boys are on Xbox you know you go, you crack the old Xbox you know what I'm saying right. but what if your one boy just wants to get a PlayStation Three because he's not really into the Xbox One then you got to do this whole fucking waiting game of like trying to get everybody switched over. The way I look at it is like once you get on PC you kind of go that's it like there's never going to be a moment where like everybody has to upgrade to the new computer too they just already have a steam account and you could just play with them whenever you want like i feel like that that's it that's the the, the one destination you want to land and that's why like i've always told people like in my fr- circle of friends like please get a computer because that's the best way you're going to get to me i love it because I, I i can't think of a single time i played a multiplayer game with any of my friends on a console and like Almost a decade. Maybe COD, but that's really about recently COD. Not, no, no, no. I'm talking like I'm playing on the console. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. Oh, um, maybe on the Switch. I guess me. No, I don't think I've. No, did I play with? Yeah, I did actually. I played some people on Discord, but that was it. I I love the whole argument of like, oh, PlayStation has all the exclusives, and I'm like, dog, PC has way more exclusives. It's just not advertised as as much as like. PlayStation's like, yeah, oh, we, we, we got we we got Horizon, yeah, we got Kingdom Hearts, yeah, we got well not anymore, but we got we yeah, so now 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 it's on our I'm looking right now as you're talking about this, I'm watching the fucking God of War Steam store page right now. It's like, yep, that's a thing. Yeah, so like but what I'm saying is like PC has so many like its own dang exclusives because it's much easier to release games on Steam or Epic Game Store than it is like like getting an actual game just to be exclusive on PlayStation. Like like I get, like, if you're talking, like, compared to Xbox, PlayStation has more exclusives, but, like, PC is, like, on a league of its own, dude. Like, completely yep. different league. Like, there are games that you can't even get into on P- on, on cons just because it's just so much dang data. So much, like, there's just too much. Like, other than, like, recently, like, MMO started coming out on, on, on P- like, on PlayStation and then on Xbox, like... MMOs were strictly a a uh, a PC thing, so like obviously. Well, there was Final Fantasy XI on the PS2, and I've heard horror True. stories about that yeah, one. Right about that, and that came out before WoW. Yeah, but it also was on PC. But yeah, so I don't know. It's just obviously uh, it finally made it a purpose for that weed compartment on your PlayStation Two. Oh, you're right. I completely forgot. You remember the yeah. fat PS2 like had that weed compartment? Yeah. That was for your hard drive for Final Fantasy XI. Oh, wow, you're lying. You're actually like just no, wow. I'm, I'm dead serious. If you look up the box for Final Fantasy Eleven, it's like this gigantic box, and it comes with a hard drive because you need the hard drive to install the game. Oh. Well, obviously, uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned it or not, but uh, Sony's stocks tanked a lot, and well, uh, <laughs> in 2023, when the acquisition does go through, let's just say it does go through, right? In the world where it does go through, and uh, Microsoft is now the owner of Activision Blizzard. Um, we're going to see Sony stock drop a lot. Not because obviously they're in danger, but because investors don't like the bad press. Uh, and like, who would want to be an owner of a of a of a Sony stock when you just lost a big, big, big developer who develops games and gives an extra cut to Sony just to allow their Call of Duty games on uh to be cross platform on all consoles. Well, all all platforms that allow Call of Duty because Nintendo Switch is not, yeah. Which, yep. which speaking of which, is, is but, there ever? Like, I, I'm sorry, like I know we want to end this, but like, is there a game you don't want to play portable? Game I don't want to play portable. Yeah, like on the go. 
I have a couple. Uh, I guess multiplayer focus games like MMOs. I yeah, guess because that that would give me. Um, I think I could think of like a handful of examples. Um, then again, I think it depends on like the system and the controller you're using. I was gonna too. say that. Like, yeah, I, it's a controller to keyboard and mouse argument type of thing because like if you're not comfortable playing caught on on a controller type a thing like an Nvidia Shield type of thing, then like it, it's not going to be comfortable for you. But like you'll still be playing it on the go. So like I wouldn't play Doom. Like that that's a game that I I can't like whatsoever play on controller anymore. Mm, okay. But yeah, this is the the future right. is is looks a little bit bleak for Sony users. Uh, uh, it's only getting better for Game Pass users. So uh, we'll see what Microsoft does. And it's only winning for us PC players, baby. We get the best of both worlds. Well, I mean, kind of. The Xbox Game Pass has. What are you talking about, well, dude? Microsoft is getting more games for Game Pass, more games for me. Sony's releasing exclusives on play on true. PC. Why the fuck are people still buying consoles? I don't get well, it. I was gonna say that uh, X the Game Pass favors more the xbox more than pc because more games are on i mean that's, like what like that's it like no the only game i could think of that i want that's on game pass on xbox that is on pc is because it's just not ported yet is fucking rare replay yes, that today 100%. to this day is still the 100%. only xbox game that i could even remotely thinking about buying that isn't red dead redemption one. Oh, true uh well I, I I guess just to end it on this note, it's just like maybe DLCs for some games are included on Xbox Game Pass and not PC Game Pass. That's like my only th- like thing. Like some games are included in in Game Pass for Xbox, but like my main grip is just DLC because I think Destiny Two. I'm not saying like you should play Destiny Two. All I'm saying is that I at one time I wanted no one should play Destiny Two. Yeah, uh, this is a bad episode for Kenya to be in here, but <laughs> uh, yeah, like I prefer to play Destiny Two with my friends with all the DLC and Xbox Game Pass. Um, brought uh dlc to the xbox players and not pc players but that's 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 my two cents on it so yeah okay but uh i think we're just gonna go ahead and call it there folks uh it's getting kind of late uh we're gonna just gonna say thank you so much for watching to the dkm podcast we'd love to hear what you guys think about this whole uh situation what do you guys think about the whole activision blizzard thing let us know in the comment section below because uh it's a lot of a lot of things people are talking about nowadays in fact uh I, I like. I was watching Doctor Disrespect stream uh, when that news came out, and it was just constantly people were asking him. And now he was just like telling people to get out because mm-hmm. it was just getting really annoying. But um, yeah, definitely a, a lot of interesting things are, are going to happen right now. Um, but with that, thank you so much for watching the DKM podcast. If you haven't yet, please feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel, letting you also know that you can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Uh, still working on getting in on iTunes. Um, if you haven't yet, also feel free to join our Discord server. We'd love to have you part of our community. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and call it there. Take care. Stay safe. Until next time. See you later.